And here we go. This is the Basement Sports Podcast presented to you by the College Essential Blog, the essential blog for all degenerates. This is Josh Miller, and I'm joined by Kevin from the Fantasy Football Champions on Twitter and uh, also fellow educator. Kevin, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, is anything you want to plug? Anything? What are you doing? Uh, what are you doing right now? Oh, well, recently uh, I just released a uh, five-tiered bevy scouting for hammercast.com. I just wrote a uh, for QBs, so kind of a bevy guide to kind of, if you're interested in going into Debbie's fantasy sports and kind of going there, we're going to be doing a, a kind of a running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends next, um, but that's on hammercast, I and mean, then I'm also writing for the fantasy football champions, and that's more redraft stuff, but right now focusing on Debbie. That sounds great, man. But today, let's talk some college football. How about it? Yeah, sounds good. Right, so you're uh, you're based out of California. So so what uh what college football team is uh, is yours? What's your favorite football team? College football team. So uh, I know I'm in California, but I, I, I Michigan is my team. <laughs> um, I love the Wolverines. Unfortunately for everybody out there, uh, but uh, I you know I'm a big Wolverines fan. My grandpa. When I was about seven years old, one of the last gifts he gave me was this nice Michigan Wolverine helmet. Really? Life-size replica. Yeah, right? A life-size replica. Um, and then, like, the next week or a week after, he was killed in a drunk driving accident. Oh, good. Um, yeah, and I didn't really know anything about football too much. Um, and I, at that time, I just, you know, I was pretty young. But ever since then, I mean, I still have the helmet. Um, I gave it to my daughter. Um, and so I'm a big Wolverine fan, but unfortunately we just can't seem to be Ohio State. So every year I just get disappointed around Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's well, that's a that's a great story, man. That's 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 really cool to a uh, great way to get into a college football team. So let's go. On, let's talk. Let's talk the Big Ten. Um, it seems over the past you know five or six years, Ohio State has just been far and away the best team in the Big Ten. Uh, do you think anybody's going to make a run at them again? Uh, make a run at them this year? Maybe actually challenge them in the Big Ten? Maybe the Wolverines? What do you think on that? Yeah, I wish, <laughs> man. I just, I just need someone to beat them. Uh, I feel like in the Big Ten, the challenge for a Big Ten championship. I mean, Ohio State kind of—they're going to be the premier dog in that in that conference. Mm-hmm. Um, they always lose to like Purdue or some like Iowa or they'll, right. they'll, they'll get picked up there, but they always end up winning the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, the one team, you know, there's a couple of teams. I don't, I'm not ever picking Michigan because they, they suck. They ruin my life all the time. <laughs> so I, I can't, I can't put that on record, but the one team that I, I really think could have a shot at them is Penn State this year. Um, I love Journey Brown. Journey Brown, uh, mm. he's turned into one of my, favorite prospect oh really and mm. oh yeah he's a he's a great running back i mean he he could ball up top 10 you know in that range for running back this year um he, he came on strong last year and he i mean he could he could definitely get in that tier um then they got noah kane and he was a five-star running back the running backs are, are pretty pretty stacked i mean the quarterback plays can sean Clifford do it i don't know i mean he's a returner so he's mm. got the ability to kind of lead them. Um, but they do get Ohio State at home. So yeah. they're going to be playing Ohio State at home and Michigan State at home. So they have a chance, if they can win those games, because their non-league schedule is not very good, that they, they could maybe maybe win the Big Ten. 
right. Yeah. It's just over the past couple of years, it's just been Ohio State dominated. And as somebody who's lived in Columbus and has hated Ohio State his whole life, it's the worst thing ever. Well, I went. I actually went two years ago when they played uh, when they played Michigan at the Big House. I was there with my my buddy Keith goes to Ohio State. He's in uh, the NBA from Ohio State, mm-hmm. so he has tickets. So I, I flew my ass all the way out there to watch <laughs> it get destroyed. Um, in the in the second half, when they put up sixty on us, I, I was so drunk I just couldn't do it anymore. But yeah, Ohio State is. I mean, they get the best guys. I mean, they recruit well. Mm-hmm. Um, their coaches are very good. I mean, you know, Fields is a great quarterback. I mean, I can't hate on I hate them, but right. they are very talented. Right, yeah, absolutely. So another team that's, like, very similar to them, but a different conference, Clemson. I mean, they're just so far and away the best team in the ACC, and they're so good. Do you see anybody in the ACC challenging Clemson this year? There's some talks of North Carolina being really good, but I just don't see it. Do you see any teams that uh, – that could challenge Clemson this year? I mean, the ACC is so bad. I mean, I kind of compare it to the Pac-12 sometimes, mm-hmm. except for the Pac-12 doesn't have a really dominant team. Right. Um, I love North Carolina. I mean, Sam Howell, like, I put him at third on my QB rankings in the, and when I was writing the Debbie guide. Um, he is legit. I mean, he can play. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Daz Newsom and Brown in the receiving core. I mean, they have an offense that can definitely compete with Clemson. Right. Um, and then last year, I mean, they were a two-point conversion away from beating them. But right. that was, again, at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and playing at Clemson's a whole different beast. Um, and I think last year, I think Clemson took them lightly just because um, they didn't really think anything in North Carolina. North Carolina's got some buzz this year, so I don't think Clemson falls down that path again. Mm-hmm. Um, a team a team I like in the is, is Louisville. Um, yeah. You know, Scott Satter, yeah, Scott Satterfield came from Appalachian State, mm-hmm. um, and he he's really turned that program back after after last year's you know tra- or two years ago Travis. He's really turned that program around. They got Des Fitzpatrick and um, Atwell, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Really, the problem with Louisville is who they're going to start at quarterback. Right. Because last year, J- Juwan Pass got injured, and then they have Mikhail Cunningham. And Mikhail Cunningham is a stud. Um, I was reading a couple message boards. They think that he could be a Heisman sleeper. Right. I don't know about that, but um, he definitely can play. So if, if it's going to be one of those two teams, or any teams, North Carolina and Louisville kind of seems like they could maybe beat Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Miami got you know Derek King from Houston transfer, but they were right. so awful last year. I just can't. Right. I can't even put them in that category. But if anybody's gonna give Clemson a run, I think it'll be North Carolina with Louisville maybe as like that sleeper pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It seems like North Carolina really is the up and up team at the ACC. I would absolutely hate it if Louisville beat Clemson because Louisville fans, when they're good, are dreadful. And I'm from Cincinnati, so. <laughs> It's the worst. It's it's just they're just the worst type of people. All right, so you are we again? The ACC looks very similar to what it did last year. The Big Ten looks very similar to what it did la- what it was last year. But I gotta say, the, this year for the SEC looks very different. Um, you know, LSU they just they lost so many players. Uh, they lost Joe Brady. Uh, it, it's just it would be hard to see them having another season like they did last year. Who do you think is going to win the SEC? Who, what teams do you think are going to do really good? Yeah, you know, this is a tough one. I was even looking, and I was looking at the SEC, and it's just like, I mean, there's a good top six team that are loaded. Mm-hmm. And so you're staring at it, and you're just like, I really think it comes down to the, the QBs. Um, 
college football is all about the QBs and who can lead them. Right. Um, when you look at them, when, so when you go through them, you know, you got Georgia. You got Jamie Newman, who's a transfer from Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not very high on Newman. After watching his film and kind of going over him, I see this potential. Yeah. Um, but like I talked about in my article, I mean, his three best games are against non-Power 5 teams. Right. So he actually had his best games against teams that weren't very good. And then like we talked about with the ACC, that's not a barn burner of a conference. Right. So now you're getting pressed in as the head guy in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I just don't I just don't know. I just don't know if he can do it. I mean, they have Zamir Wright at running back, and if he can stay healthy, he's really good. And picking that wide receiver and their defense is definitely going to be top-notch. Sure. I just don't have any faith in Jamie Newman. So I, I don't really trust Georgia. I know they got JT Daniels as a transfer. Right. But, again, I don't know if he's going to be eligible. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I wouldn't look at Georgia. Um, I love Alabama, and I know a lot yeah. of people that kind of like the, the pick of like you know the pick of death, or just oh yeah, you picked Alabama. But I mean, I, I like their talent. They were an injury away from Tua last year. They probably would have made it back to the finals right. at the championship. Right. Um, Mac Jones is okay. I mean, he's not going to do anything special, but you know they wanted they were a national title with McCarron at quarterback. So right. I don't think they necessarily need a guy that just. It's like Tua and those type of guys. They just need kind of a game manager. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Bryce Young. The, he's from my neck of the woods over here in California, uh, the freshman female quarterback. And I think he's going to get some run this year, too. Um, he is definitely – he's ranked as the number one quarterback coming out of out of high school. So I think he's going to get Mac Jones some competition there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, hey, they have weapons. They got Harris. They got Waddle. Devonta Smith, who is not getting any credit, but I think he could be their best wide receiver this year. Um, so if I had to pick, you know, a team that definitely could, you know, go in there is Alabama, um, LSU, you know, Miles Brennan, who is he? Cause you know, is mm-hmm. he going to be able to step up and replace that role that Joe Burrow left? Right. Um, and then Texas A&M is a sleeper. You know, I like Kellen Mond a little bit more than some people. Um, I don't know if you know about Demond Demas, I was pronounced his name wrong. He's right. a freshman wide receiver, five star. Yeah. He is flat out just one of the best wide receiver prospects coming into college. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got Jamon Osborne and Dylan Wright, and, and, and they have some great offensive weapons down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see that, but again, like any team, uh, especially Texas A&M, if you look at them, they don't have the defense. So they just get points put up on them. And I don't think you can win like that in the SEC. Right. Um, but, you know, and then you got Auburn in Florida, but I don't think their quarterbacks are there yet. So if I had to pick a team, it's Auburn, I know that's, or excuse me, Alabama. Yeah. I know that's not a sexy pick, but right. that's the safest yeah. pick in my opinion. Right. So, so let's go. Yeah, so, I mean, I would say Alabama for me as well. Who would you say was going to be your uh, college football playoff? If you had to say it right now, you got to give me your top four teams that are going to go to the playoff. Who are Who's going? So, you know, the biggest thing is that I like to do is I like to look at odds, too. So I'm looking at Vegas odds because they're pretty right. smart about this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Alabama, I think, is going to be in there, and they're at plus 450, which is actually pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good odds for Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I put Ohio State in just because I think they're going to make it. I think they're better than last year's team. They have more experience. Right. Um, they'll be in. I think Clemson will be in. But then I, I – I like you a little bit of a long shot just because I really like this team and I like their quarterback. So I actually put USC in there. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, they're they're at plus 5,000. So, I mean, you want to put some money down right now, that's not a bad little um, 
that little get right there. And mm. I really, and I know I'm probably going to look stupid in a few <laughs> in a few months, but USC has the potential to make it in that playoff. That is spicy. USC. Well, they did just welcome back Reggie Bush, so maybe they have a uh, have an extra chip on the shoulder right now. Hey, you know, Reggie got screwed. Reggie should have never got out of there. He said, you get him his Heisman back. I feel so bad for Reggie. Yeah. Hey, USC. That, that, uh, well, is, is that some California home cooking, or uh, do you uh, actually think that they, they got a chance? No, I mean, I think, you know, Pac-12 is consistently the worst conference in football. Right. So if, if you can just win out in the Pac-12, they, they cannot let you not in the playoffs if you go undefeated. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're going to have to go undefeated because you can't lose to like you know Arizona State. Right. But if they can if they can do that, I mean I think Arizona State they're big with Jaden Daniels is their biggest competition in the Pac-12 South. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they can win out, then they beat Oregon. I, you know I, I, I can't see it. I think their biggest game is Notre Dame. If they can, they're at Notre Dame, so yeah. that's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Um, but I believe in Keaton Slovis. I think he. He is one of the top quarterbacks in the in the NCAA. Um, yeah. I would actually put him above Sam Howell. Right. Um, I think he can he can definitely play. And last year, like when I was researching and going over him, they were talking about how he wasn't even that strong. I mean, his arm got tired towards the end of the game because he wasn't used to throwing forty and fifty passes a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, they got Graham Harold Air Raid offense for a second straight year, right. and so that was big keeping him. And I, I think you know just based on competition in the Pac-12, as long as they don't lose a game they're not supposed to, they're out there, they'll be in. Because they're out, their conference schedule outside of it, like their um, non-conference schedule is really bad. Like Fresno State, yeah. I mean, that's, I live next to Fresno State, they're awful. <laughs> um, if, if they can beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, I think that they can make it in. Oh, really? oh that, I mean, that that's, that's spicy. I would love to see a, a team from the Pac-12 actually make it because they haven't done it in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of yeah, nice. uh, yeah, speaking of lower tier conferences, let's go over to the Group Five. Um, when, I mean, I'm a my team is Cincinnati. We're a Group Five team, but I really uh, is there any Group Five teams that you think are who's going to make the run to the BCS Bowl? Because obviously they, they always get one. Who do you think is going to be that team? Well, I think there's three. So I think I gave a little shout out to your Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I mean. They, you know, Luke Tuckle got him playing really well. Mm-hmm. And then him not going to Michigan State helped you guys. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, he's a good coach. I mean, you know, he, he he knows what he's doing. You guys got your own forward from Alabama, the transfer running back, who gets to play immediately. Right. Um, so you, you do have that. Defensive side, you got pretty much, when I was looking, it looked like you got most of everybody back. I think it's yeah. Henry Turner's. Yeah. Um, and then you got Desmond Rid- Ritter and all those guys. Like, and that it, the conference is a little tougher, so you're going to be facing mm-hmm. some. You know, the American Conference it is what I mean, it is. Excuse me, it is what it is. I mean, right. it's not so much as um, like Boise, who I like too. They're not. They're not playing very tough opponents, mm-hmm. so you got to get through your conference. But I think Cincinnati, you know, with the with their schedule. Um, they have to beat Nebraska, so they're playing yes. Nebraska early in September. Uh-huh. Um, so if they can win that game, that's going to give them some momentum because Nebraska, for some reason, is always like top twenty-five at the beginning of the season. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> right. And so if they can if they can beat Nebraska and start going in there, I think I think they have a shot. I mean, mm-hmm. the other teams I would say is UCF, but I mean, the thing with them is who's their quarterback? Is it Gabriel Milton? Right. Um, I don't know if their if health is a concern there. They didn't look very good last year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, their three losses, they lost by a combined seven points, so I can't say they were terrible. But yeah. I would say, I, I would say I'd rather have Cincinnati just because of defense. All right. <laughs> um, and then you got Boise. I mean, they got Hank Bachmeyer and those guys. And yeah. I think Boise's going to win. I mean, that was a bad loss they had last year against BYU. Right. Um, if they can avoid those type of losses, that con- the Mountain West is, is so bad yeah. um, that they, they're going to probably push to go undefeated. They mm. play Florida State again, so that would be mm. basically that's going to come down to the Florida State game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Boise State coming out of that mid, that uh, that wet Mountain West is just that that is a terrible, terrible conference right now. That <laughs> oh is, yeah, I is, have season tickets to Fresno State, so I get to watch that conference every year, <laughs> and they are not they are not good. Oh my goodness, yeah, no, they they really aren't good. There not many teams are going to challenge Boise State in that conference. So no. yeah, so I mean the the. Just watching college football and college football coverage, you and I both know Trevor Lawrence is clearly the front runner for the Heisman. That's like without question. Um, do, who do you honestly think though is going to win the Heisman? Do you think there's going to be somebody that we're uh, not seeing? I looked at Vegas; they have uh, Trevor Lawrence, and then it's Justin Fields, and they have an offensive tackle at uh, at the third spot uh, from Oregon. I forget his name. Uh, but who who do you think is going to win the Heisman this year? Well, so Trevor Lawrence is a clear front runner, but usually front runners don't win just because voters don't like to vote for him. Right. Um, if I had to guess, you know, Fields is up there. I would, you know, I put some money on uh, Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State. Really? Um, I mean, he's at plus a thousand, so he's he's at third right now in terms of Vegas. Um, mm. But you know, he had two thousand yards rushing last year. Uh, he had twenty-one touchdowns. He doesn't really catch a lot of balls. So the one thing I think you want to see is for a Heisman, probably a multi-facet game. Right. Um, but with all the news recently about what happened with him and Gundy, yeah. I mean, they're going to be rooting for him. So you got to kind of take that in mind as well. Right. I mean, I love Cube. I think he's a great running back. Right. Um, so, you know, 21 touchdowns over 2,000 yards rushing, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's a hell of a season that he had last year. Right. Um, I just think, you know, the reason why his odds aren't as high is because usually it's just a quarterback. That's what they've kind of given it to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, you know, I would look at I would look at Cuba. I mean, I think that if he has a season like he did last year, um, Oklahoma State can win some more games to where they can maybe be competitive right. um, in their conference. I think I think I'd put the money down on him and 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 ride it. That's uh, Cuba. I mean, that would be that would be very interesting for him to come out of nowhere and uh, and and completely take that that stuff with Gundy and him and the that is going to be interesting to watch that play out. Um, but uh, yeah, speaking of uh, schools and stuff, one of the things that caught my eye about you is you are also a, a high school teacher, which is awesome because I'm studying to be a special ed teacher in high schools. Uh, and right now, I'm teaching in the inner city, and, and we're seeing with this coronavirus a lot of a lot of you know be- shit go down. And you know, um, Ohio's already cutting the education budget. I wanted to ask, uh, and so you could give the listeners something like what they what you're seeing in schools. Uh, what's going on in uh, California or out there with this whole coronavirus and how high schools are uh, are reacting to it? What's going on out there? Yeah, you know, um, you know, I teach history. I teach at a high school, so you know, I, I get it from a high school perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also I'm also part of our union, so I'm a union rep, so I'm a little bit more in in depth with kind of what's going on. Right. Um, you know, right. You know, in California, they were really worried about the budget. They were talking about like an eighteen million dollar. Um, 
or $18 billion cutback on kind of education. And recently, some lawmakers here have changed their tune to thinking about maybe giving us more money than we did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that we're a little worried. They were talking about maybe laying off teachers that have three or less years experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you struggle. I mean, class size is huge. I think a couple yeah. times the last couple of years, I've had over 41 kids in a class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you start laying off teachers, then you're going to get started getting more kids in a class. I mean, and so right. once you start hitting over 35 kids in a class, it's less teaching, more babysitting. Right. Um, and it's very, it's, it's difficult. I, I think a lot of, I think one thing that we struggle with in teaching is that people that are making the rules about teaching and the laws and all that, they've mm-hmm. never actually been inside a classroom. So right. they don't really understand what's happening. Like they think, right. oh, this will work. Like common core. Right. Like, oh, that'll work. Uh-huh. But in reality, I mean, if you're not in a classroom every day, you have no idea what you're talking about. And even like exactly. administrators, to me, if you haven't been in a room in three to five years, you kind of forget what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, when that bell rings, it's scary. I don't care how many years you've been teaching. I'll be teaching eight years next year, and mm. you get in there, and that bell rings, and you got no. Everybody's looking at you. Right. Um, and it, it's a struggle. I mean, money is always a big deal. I mean, I spend, I probably spend anywhere from 500 to $1,000 of my own money every year. Oh, man. Um, you know, just doing stuff. I mean, if you want, you know, we get a $100 budget for the whole year. Mm-hmm. And so, and so if we get a $100 budget. Um, we also have to buy our own ink in that budget. So ink like oh, 60 man. bucks. Right. So if we use one thing of ink, so now we have 40 bucks left. And that goes towards, we get four boxes of paper only. So, oh, wow. um, that's a struggle, like especially I teach AP, so we use a lot of paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I'm buying paper. You know, we do experiments. I teach AP psychology as well. So, like, if I want anything for experiments and stuff, right. I'm paying for it. My wife's making, you know, food for it, like stuff like that. Right. Um, it, it's a struggle, you know. I, I really, it, it really just hurts the kids, and yeah. that's the that's the downfall of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to that point where you're like, you know, wh- where does it work? I feel bad for certain teachers because they get burnout. Right. Um, burnout is real. I mean, yeah. I, I, the first few years, I thought I was going to change the world. Yeah. Um, and then as, after a few years, you start getting like, man, like, no, you feel like you're just hitting your head against the wall. Right. Um, right. And it, it just takes a while. I mean, I, I give a shout out to all the teachers out there. You know, it's a, it's a challenging thing. And, and unfortunately, you know, parents are not getting any better. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of become this like, oh, well, if my kid's not doing well, it's your fault rather mm-hmm. than, well, maybe it's your student's fault. Right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, and you have to be careful because, you know, parents will get you fired now. Right. They will do whatever they can. I mean, I, I can tell a story. I won't mention names, but I had an AP kid. She mm. never got a B before, and she got a B in my class. She had an 80%. And yeah. this parent was so mad at me. She thought I had a conspiracy against her daughter. And I thought her other sisters as well. And right. so she, this is the third one. And I was like, man, why would I have a conspiracy? Like, your daughter got a B. I mean, right. it is what it is. It happens. Right. She drove all the way down to the state capitol and tried to get my teaching credential revoked. Oh, my goodness. Really? Yeah. And this was the person I had a great relationship with. She gave me gifts. Like, her older daughter sends me stuff for my kids. And this lady, who I had a great relationship with, says her daughter got a B. Like literally tried to get my credit, my the credential revoked. Now she wouldn't, she wasn't going to be able to do that. But that is like some of the things that are happening to teachers out there that I don't think a lot of people understand. Yeah, yeah, you're you're making me want to change my major now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you just gotta know. I mean, I think in 
if there's any teachers out there, I think when you go through the credential program, a lot of the people that are teaching those classes, they haven't been in teaching in a long yeah. time. So they're, tr- they're trying to, like, oh, it's great. And it's like, well, it's okay. But right. they don't really tell you, like, you know, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're dealing with a lot of different things. The parents, if you coach, I coach. I'm a varsity basketball coach. Mm-hmm. So I'm dealing with that aspect. And athletic parents are, you know, they're challenging as well. Right. They think everybody's Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Right. Um, and so you're dealing with it from all kinds of different aspects. And, and, you know, I think one thing that happens to teachers as you get older is you just quit doing a lot of stuff. So, like, yeah. I've had a lot of friends who... They started out like me, they were coaching, like they did clubs like I do, mm-hmm. uh, anything that they can get involved in, they wanted to be around the kids. And now I get kids that just say, eh, or I get teachers that just say, you know what, I'm not doing anything unless I get paid. I'm right. going to go home at three o'clock and I'm going to be with my family. Mm-hmm. And you know, you start to like, ah, man, I understand that. And you get to that point where you're so frustrated because it's basically the 80-20 rule. 80% of the people do most of the work. Right. Or excuse me, 20% of the people do most of the work. 80% of the people kind of just get by. So you get those 80% of teachers that just show up. Right. They basically just teach out of the book, give you a worksheet, be mm-hmm. quiet. And then you get the 20% that really work their butts off. Mm-hmm. Um, but that 20% gets tired because they get asked to do everything, like chaperone right. and clubs and coach. And you're just like, man, I can't do it all. Right. Right. Well, Kevin, I got to say, this was a great interview. I'm glad you gave me some insight of what's going on in the classroom. Um, keep, keep on keeping on with that. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I had a great conversation. Anything you want to plug before you uh, hop off? No, hey, you know, if you, if you like what you hear, if you're interested in some fantasy stuff and Debbie stuff, um, my uh, Twitter name is The Boys for the Cowboys, since that's my team. Nice. Uh, so D A B O Y S underscore 22. Um, so you can check me out on a couple websites. And, and, you know, I appreciate the follow. Uh, thank you so much, Kevin, man. Have a good one. All right, you too. I appreciate it. All right, that was Kevin at Dubois underscore 22 on Twitter. Uh, you can find him on his, uh, his I think he's the Fantasy Champions uh, on Twitter. That's his, uh, that's his um, uh, fantasy football uh, podcast. Definitely uh, go check him out. That was a great interview. Had a lot of fun. Um, this should be coming out Thursday. I might... Put it out earlier if if uh, most people want it. Uh, it seems like everything's going. Nothing really is going on right now. Uh, I have to take my dog out. She's been trying to bark through the entire thing. I've had to uh, tell her to shut it up. But uh, really appreciate all of you listening. Again, that was Kevin. Thank you, Kevin, so much. It was a great interview, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. All right, thanks. Bye.